Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here. Thank you for sitting down with me to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be with you. We call this one, well, we don't call it anything at all. This is just some random thoughts I've had. Yeah, these are just random thoughts, stuff I've been thinking about over time, ideas that I've had. None of them are going to make a podcast in and of themselves, but together, it's probably a pretty good podcast. Let's take the first one. This is something that Fannie Mae raises when it comes to adjustments. How can you adjust a comparable's site value to the subject's site value if you first don't know the subject's vacant site value? Which means no matter what you're doing, no matter what type of residential appraisal report you're doing, in other words, a single family home, you have to have the value of the subject site as if it were vacant. So you know how to adjust the comparable sites as if they were vacant to the subject's value. That's just logical. Here's another one. According to Fannie Mae, a vacant site value to both the subject and the comps is an absolute necessity, an absolute necessary component to an accurate, reliable, reproducible, thus credible value conclusion to the overall subject. The reason for this is straightforward, frankly. Fannie Mae says that the highest and best use of a property as improved is the present improvements if those improvements add value to the underlying site as if it were vacant. The only way to prove that is to come up with a value to the underlying site as if it were vacant and then subtract that from the value of the sales comparison approach. If that number is positive, then yes, the present improvements are indeed the highest and best use of the site as improved. If that number is negative, you've got another problem, which we're not going to get into here. Here's another thought. Appraisers like to believe that USPAP says you have to stay in the subject's neighborhood when you're choosing comps. That's just not true. USPAP says a total of 27 words about the sales comparison approach. Not one of those 27 words is the word neighborhood. In fact, USPAP does not use the word neighborhood and hasn't since approximately 2006. So as a result, don't blame USPAP for the GSEs and the other government loan guarantors telling appraisers to stay within the subject's neighborhood. And the thing is, they don't either say that. All they say is, if you have to go out of the subject's neighborhood, you have to explain why you went outside the neighborhood, and then you have to explain how it is that you brought that outside neighborhood into equality with the subject's neighborhood. That can be challenging, but it's not impossible. So as a result, it's okay to go outside of the subject's neighborhood for comps, and USPAP says nothing about that whatsoever. USPAP, according to some appraisers, says you have to measure your subject to a recognized measurement standard, and currently that recognized measurement standard is ANSI. That is not true. USPAP says nothing about measuring the subject. USPAP doesn't require the appraiser to inspect the subject. It never has. That's a requirement of the GSEs and the other governmental guarantors of loans. So USPAP says nothing about measurement because USPAP says nothing about inspection. 
USPAP's confidentiality section flummoxes some appraisers. For example, they have said that using a desktop appraisal violates USPAP's confidentiality rule because then it is letting a third-party contract know about the subject square footage, which, according to these appraisers, is confidential. First of all, understand that appraisers have used third-party contractors forever. They're called trainees and associates. They're independent contractors, therefore they're third-party contractors. That's perfectly okay. Second of all, they don't violate the confidentiality rule because the confidentiality rule in USPAP extends to the client, not to the homeowner. So as a result, you're not giving up anything confidential. You're gathering that information for the client. And let's face it, the homeowner is already familiar with their home. And then finally, we have to understand that confidentiality has a formal definition. And basically it says the client has to tell you to keep something confidential and it cannot be available from any other source. Measurements are available from other sources. Square footage is available from other sources. For example, the public record. So appraisers don't have to worry about confidentiality in doing a desktop appraisal. Here's another one. Appraisers constantly say something along the lines of, I didn't use the income approach because the subject was not rented at the time of sale. Whether it was rented at the time of sale or not is basically irrelevant. Any property can generate rent. All you have to do is put a for rent or for lease sign in the front yard. The income approach asks the appraiser to look at what the property would rent for if indeed it was available for rent, not what the property actually rents for. Then it's possible to generate gross rent multipliers by using the rentals of other properties and the sales of other properties to extrapolate the GRM. It's not the best way to do it, but it's one way to do it. Further, the income approach is really good in telling us what the highest and best use of the property isn't. If the income approach comes in below the value via the sales comparison approach, that tells you clearly right out of the market the highest and best use of that property is not as an income producing property. As a result, the income approach is excellent for telling us what the highest and best use isn't, therefore, what the highest and best use is. USPAP defines real estate as, quote, an identified parcel or tract of land, including improvements, if any, unquote. That definition, you'll notice, contains nothing about personal property. Therefore, if you're appraising a property such as an Airbnb, if there is personal property as part of the sales price, you have to deduct it to get to the cash equivalent price of the real estate alone. Personal property is not a component of market value, which is what your client asks you to discern. Therefore, any personality, any value of the furniture has to be taken out. Now, typically, most houses trade with the fridge and the stove and the washer and the dryer. That's not a big deal. That doesn't amount to enough to worry about. The problem comes when it involves the sale of an entirely furnished unit. That value, that personality value has to come out because we're dealing solely with the value of the real estate, the realty, when we're doing an appraisal. That's right out of the definition of market value relative to cash equivalency. 
Another definition that USPAP has is it defines real property as, quote, the interests, benefits, and rights inherent in the ownership of real estate. Again, for the same reasons, there's no mention of personality here. Therefore, even in the sale of an Airbnb, even in the sale of a furnished unit, we must either take out the value of the personality or, via the market, determine it added nothing to the value of the real estate, nothing to the market value of the real estate. Here's another one. Assignment elements include assignment conditions, but not assignment results. Therefore, since assignment elements do not include assignment results. Assignment elements are not confidential. Credibility requires the appraiser to support any conclusion or opinion of value with relevant evidence and logic, not rules of thumb, and not stuff it's possible to get off Facebook. It must be market evidence, market logic, through the appraiser's analysis of the market. Otherwise, it has nothing to do with market value. So we've covered some things that a lot of appraisers think are true, but really aren't. And quite frankly, it's okay to think those. But now that it's possible to understand the subtle differences there may be, it might be time to change your thinking. This comes right out of USPAP. This is no particular secret. If it's not out of USPAP, it's out of the Fannie Mae Selling Guide. So it's no particular secret. So these are the things appraisers need to know. So when they turn in an opinion of value to the client, it's an opinion of market value, not an opinion of something else. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. It's always good to be with you. If I can be of help to you, call me, Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be an honor to work with you, and it will be a pleasure to know you. Please let me extend my best to you, your family, all of your associates and trainees, and may you all be safe and well. And may I ask one more question? Are your professional fees professional enough? Thank you, and we are clear.